Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to 2020. This is season two, episode 34. I'm Ernie C, and this is... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Man, I cannot believe this. It's crazy to say, but welcome to season two. It's 2020, y'all. This is episode 34 of the STS Shooting the Shit podcast. I am the host, founder, creator, owner, all that hoopla. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Welcome to the show. Returning listeners, I appreciate y'all so much. This show is nothing without the listeners, the returning listeners, the consistency. I love it. New listeners, welcome to the show, y'all. This is where we talk about everything that I got going on in my life, everything that I'm interested in, and pretty much is my fucking show. So I want to talk about what I want to talk about. Um, this is uh, one of the Favorite things I like to do. This is my podcast. This is where I like to shoot the shit. This is where I like to talk about um, things that really I'm interested in. It's from wrestling, sports, life stuff. Um, me venting about shit that I see in the world that I really don't like or what I like. You know, it doesn't have to be things that are negative. So we're here. Make sure you follow us at STS Podcast 661. Again, STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. We need all the followers we get make sure you following us on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find your podcast i promise you guys we are on there we're here to stay this is season two i guess we go year by year so this is going to be starting the second year i dropped 33 podcasts in 2019 i'm hoping to double that amount i'm hoping to stay real consistent maybe drop a bonus episode or two um we got a lot of guest appearances scheduled i've been really holding back um i want to kind of get the foundation down this podcast i want to get the i feel like i still have room to grow so make sure you guys um stay tuned I think it's going to be a great year. I'm um, really excited about what direction we're going in. Really excited about the the feedback. Uh, A lot of people really enjoy uh, just me, just just my thoughts. I guess it's always good to get an opinion. Again, man, just an opinion. Opinion doesn't have to be right or wrong. Um, It's my opinion. I think I'm entitled to that. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode, man. We got a lot going on. Talk about a week in wrestling. Uh, David Stern's passing. Um, One of the most famous, probably the famous commissioner in American sports. Uh, We're going to talk about New Year's Eve. Believe it or not, I got a Barney the Dinosaur story that y'all are going to really like to hear. I'm talking about Marshawn Lynch, about his... Is this this is return over a hive doors? Is this something that's gonna have them? Um, is it setting them up to fail? And uh, I think really something um, I really wanted to vent about. Um, I'm gonna talk about New Year's resolutions if I believe in that. I guess you could say. And um, there's a couple of things I wanted to vent about. What's going on in my life right now? I really uh. 
I really, really, really enjoy talking to his damn computer by myself sometimes. I do solo podcasts once in a while, and it's really fun, man. I really uh, continue, really enjoy doing this. Um, the numbers are really good right now. Uh, the prom- we have sponsors around here. It's going to be a really great year. I hope everybody enjoy their New Year's Eve, their Christmas, all that good stuff with their family. I hope you guys... Um, Continue to strive and continue to succeed in everything you guys got going on. Doesn't matter if it's a, it's as an individual, as a parent, as a person, brother, son, father, daughter, mother, all that good stuff. Just keep striving, y'all. Keep pushing. And before we push on to the next topic for the shit in the shit segment, let my guy the DLC tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. Let me in Alright y'all, I want to make a correction, man. I've been calling this thing the shitting the shit segment, but this is going to be the main media segment. This is what we're going to call it from here on out. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to um, have a conversation with no specific topic or objective of mine. We're just going to talk about opinion, talk about what's going on in the world. And you know what, I wanted us to talk about um, the recent passing of NBA Commissioner, former NBA Commissioner David Sturt. Uh, he passed away yesterday. Looks like he had, he suffered from a brain hemorrhage. And it's crazy, man. I remember thinking um, it was New Year's Eve, actually. And I know I, I was just looking at some text messages and some stories from the last year. And David Stern was on there. And I was thinking, unfortunately, man, is he going to be the first one to go this new year? And damn, it did happen. Really... Of course, you really uh, have to give up to his accolades, and it's it's impossible for me to, to really state everything. There's so much we could talk about. Uh, I wish I had someone here who could assist me in talking about everything I want to discuss. You got to think this man took the league from uh, a league that was really uh, kind of on the backlash, on the back burner, was, was losing money, wasn't on mainstream TV. The way we see the NBA, just say on Christmas, we see the NBA during prime time. It wasn't, it wasn't like that in the 80s, early 80s. I believe he became commissioner in 84. You got to think uh, he really put this um, into the mainstream. He really made this one of America's sports. And I think it's one of the highest, it is probably the highest viewed sport in America now. Um, I remember as a kid, everybody remembers when I, when these athletes were getting drafted in the NBA in the first round, everybody went up to go shake David Stern's hand. Uh, that was something I, you know, that's as a sports, as a basketball fan, that was something that you always um, look forward to. That's how, that's how you know they made it. That's how you, uh, we, the eyes were peeled on draft day. Another thing, I guess, one of the things I really uh, always understood was, I, I guess, my, one of the biggest accomplishments I think with David Stern. Um, 92 Dream Team. I remember I read this book called The Dream Team. I believe it was Jackie McMullen um, who wrote this book. And this is just people were so used to collegiate athletes going to uh, the Olympics. I think that's the only at the time was allowed. And when they made that, I don't know if it was exceptional or I made a, you know, the NBA said, hey, let's pick some athletes in there and let's expand on our global impact and let's uh, get exposed. Get, get that exposure. I remember um, I, this book was saying, you know, athletes, they uphold the opposition to the Olympics, where the U.S. team was playing. If they remember, too, this U.S. team had Magic Johnson, Matt, uh, Jordan, Barkley, Ewing, Pippen, um, several, uh, Malone, everybody in this squad, man, was really, um, I believe they would be check one more, thing, one more thing here. Let me check this 92 Dream Team out. I want to say a name, but I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> I'll be hot. I'll be really hot if I got that, if I butchered that shit. I'll be real hot. 
Let's see here. Yeah, Malone, Barkley, Stockton, Drexler, Mullen, Bird. Um, I don't know why. I think Shaq was on the 96 Dream Team. I don't know why I wanted to say Shaq. But just that Dream Team and just to see um, how the opposing teams would ask for pitchers um, and just expand on a globalization. I think that really had an impact. Now, if you look at the foreign players in the past, Dirk, um, players of that nature, just a bonus there's so many there's so many european players you could say just the impact on that and um just expanding the game getting these games on primetime tv being a leader when um, making tough decisions that leaders make a lot um there's a couple we had a couple lockouts in, the, in his tenure we had a couple um you know bad i guess bad decisions i say um when the lakers uh, trade for chris paul got vetoed um you had the malice in the palace he had a lot of scandals uh, magic john and HIV um, had a lot of deaths and you know had a few deaths and uh, during his tenure too you know I'm not saying they're all bad you know drug related or they're bad you know there were some of those deaths were highly impactful you know Lynn Bias passing away uh, Malik Seeley passing away things like that um, David Stern was really the face in the NBA uh, he wasn't shy about uh, his feelings he wasn't shy about how he felt really smart man um, I was an adult when he was a commissioner when he passed up Power over to Adam Silver. You really see him take the back, um, take that back seat and operate from a distance. Um, it was uh, really sad, man. Really, you wanted my ch- one of my childhood. Uh, I think I was talking about the last podcast, talking about childhood, man, and that's one of the uh, people in my childhood that are no longer here, and it's really sad. Uh, I believe he was seventy-four years old. So again, man, when you think about commissioners, you think of Pete Rozelle. I think of um. Commissioner Landis with the 1919 Black Sox, uh, and David Stern's up there. Bud Selig, that's he's up there with those commissioners, commissioners who, um, you know, they were stern but fair. Really, um, would set you know set the president, set the the leadership role. They took command of that, and uh, I think you know the game wouldn't be as big. I want to love the game if it wasn't for things that David Stern um, implemented. David Stern led. Uh, yeah, the Magic and Bird, uh, we always credit them, but David Stern's right there. He was right behind the scenes. You know, Michael Jordan became an icon. Um, so many uh, think great things in basketball happened because of David Stern. So we really, really, really want to give a heartfelt um, rest in peace. And we'll probably never see another commissioner with the impact that he made on his sport. Um, salary cap. Um, it's crazy. It's so many things. Um, player revenue. It's so crazy, man. How what the impact he had on the game. And I'm not even making a dent, y'all. Um, you guys could look that up. You guys could really check out what um what we're talking about i was watching this episode or this interview with uh he had jim rome and jim rome had him on and he was really uh he, my guy jim rome was pressing him g and this one my guy david stern said well did you stop beating your wife and man that i remember that happened man that made me pop again and it was uh, i was reliving my childhood man so david stern um commissioner I think he was commissioned to 2014. Oh, man, great times. Uh, always look forward to David Stern presenting that NBA trophy uh, to the champions. And it was always an honor. You know it was big time when David Stern was on TV. And uh, shout out. 
that shout out prayers and thoughts to his family y'all um we lost a good one good man a big advocate for the game one of the main reasons why we all love the game today why the game is as big on a global scale as it is today we probably won't have the Yao Mings the Dirt Nowinskis uh, even today with Luka um, set the, the, the Greek freak so many players now from you know they're not America, I guess American bred players. You know, we have so many foreign players now, and that was because the team, the, the the league was allowed to expand. The vision that David Stern had allowed it to expand. So, really heartfelt um, and mourning for David Stern to see all the, you know, the and remember and I say and um, I can't say the damn word. It's all the damn. Um, highlights and all the tributes that you see on these um on youtube or espn or um it's online it has been really cool to see and just how people um just telling their stories that they have with david stern and they all said he was the smartest man in the room and he knew it so rest in peace david stern um rest in peace also let me give a big rest in peace to Don Larson. If you know old school, and probably whoever's listening, you guys probably don't know who Don Larson is. Don Larson was a pitcher for the New York Yankees in his prime. He's the only pitcher to pitch a perfect game in the World Series. Think about that, y'all. A perfect game in the World Series. Don Larson, uh, I believe you. He, he was a little older too. I think he was probably about around his nineties. Lived a grateful life. Um, one of the Players I remember the most is reading about when I was a kid, and just remembering that you know everybody. That's one of those, one of those records that people and not people still believe that it will never be touched, will never be duplicated or broken or happen, and it will never occur again. And Darren Larson's up there with the Yankee greats just because of that game. So rest in peace to the Yankee one, of the Yankee greats, Darren Larson. And speaking of um. Rest in peace. Let's rest in peace to uh, Gamboa's Achilles heel. If you guys don't know who Gamboa is, Gamboa's he's a professional boxer. He fought Javante Davis this past weekend, this past Saturday. And let me tell you all something, man. Gamboa got beat up. Gamboa lost. He he um he's an old man. He's thirty eight years old, finding young stud, the newest up and comer in boxing. And this is what I'm really. This is just hear me out on this. We always talk about Jordan's flu game. We talk about um, you know, when Kobe tore his Achilles, he he finished the game. or he finished. He you know he he hit his two free throws. Um, there's been a couple of occurrences when athletes overcome physical limitations. Uh, Clay Thompson, you know, tearing his ACL and you know hitting those free throws. Um. T.O. having a broken ankle in the Super Bowl and still playing. Things of that nature. Even athletes who, um, wrestlers. There's been several times, like Triple H, you know, and this is just the wrestling world. He tore his quad straight off the bone, and he was still able to finish the match. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin breaking his neck and still finishing the match. Um, Gamboa tearing his Achilles. He tore his Achilles in the second round, and he finished the 12 rounds, y'all. I think that should be something that should be mentioned along the lines with those feats that I was just mentioning. Um, something that uh, something that I really 
think that the, I think it's gonna oh it's gonna go under the radar, y'all. It probably won't even be mentioned a year from now. I'm gonna be an advocate for this. I'm not the biggest Gamboa fan. I believe that um you know Davis fought a name. He's a name boxer. He's he's he has notoriety. He has um he has name value. That's really what we're looking for in boxing now. There's not a lot of stars left in boxing. So Gamboa um he proved that he's a warrior. He proved that um, he. That no matter the circumstance, he was not gonna quit. Um, the only way he was gonna qu walk, he, the only way he was leaving that fight was to get knocked out. He was gonna get killed, and um, you hate to hate, you know, you hate to see that sometimes. But this is just the will and the heart of a warrior, man. I tell everybody, you know, when boxers, um, sometimes boxers leave it all in the ring, and they're never the same after that. They leave a little piece of them in the ring, and man, Gamboa fucking. Show the heart of a champion. I I respect everything um, he's accomplished, and I do apologize for the man. I, I didn't get a fucking chance this weekend, but man, he proved to me that he's a warrior. He loves this game. He loves this sport. Um, I believe what happened with him when he tore that Achilles. He knew he tore that. He ruptured it. He told his um, camp, "Let's tape that thing. Let's tape it up." And we're going to keep pushing. And, man, I can't even walk with a fucking hangnail. I can't even fucking manage a fucking sprained ankle. And this guy managed to continue on with the torn Achilles for 10 more rounds, y'all. That's 20 minutes of... That's 30 minutes of fucking enduring pain of nonstop competition. Another man's trying to knock your fucking head off. And he endured that. He, 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 uh, he like I said, he took the L, but he... He marched on. He fought like the champion, and that's something that it's a great accomplishment. Um, it's a feat that people should not take lightly. That's something that should be mentioned along with Jordan's flu game. With any athletes overcome circumstances just to show they have heart, and heart's a motherfucker sometimes, man. And Gamboa, I hope you have a speedy recovery, man. Don't know if this is the end. You know, with Achilles um, injuries, sometimes they take up to a year to. Um, to recover from it, and sometimes they're never the same. I don't know, like the Nate Tiny Archibald, they said that, or Isaiah Thomas, these men have torn their Achilles and they were never the same. I know times are different. Um, I know they got a lot more medical specialists and more, more um, I guess, uh, ways to not cure this, but to try to get, like uh, Kevin Durant going through the strenuous training and just getting him back to as normal as possible is different now. But, you know, with with age, I don't know, Kobe was a little older when he has a killer. I don't know if Kobe was ever the same. I don't know if he, he didn't have that same explosiveness. Of course, he was a little bit older, but Gamboa, don't know if this was your last hurrah, my guy, but I really thank you as a, someone who loves boxing. Thank you so much for... Um, put it on for just representing yourself your family your team and you didn't quit and i respect that i respect you and i hope you have a speedy, a speedy recovery bro speaking of speedy recoveries good god i'm still recovering from this fucking stressful movie that i watched this weekend man if you guys have not seen the latest film from adam sandler it's called uncut gems Man, you guys have to watch this. This is um, this is the most stressful fucking film I've seen in, I guess, in a while. For at least for Adam Sandler too, man. Um, good God. So you, this is gonna be. Uh, let's see here. 
we have this character. He's played by Adam Sandler. And, you know, I know what you're thinking. Adam Sandler, it's going to be funny. It's going to be, um... It's going to be something, you know, that, um... We're going to have a ha-ha moment. And there is a couple good moments in the movie. But it's really a thriller, man. Um... Adam Sandler plays a man uh, who owns a jewelry store. His name is Howard. And Howard, uh, this man has a gambling fucking problem. Spoiler alert. Spoiler fucking alert, okay? Um, this man has a gambling problem. And, man, just the whole movie is non-stop biting fucking nails it's one of the most uh and it's i'm not saying it's a fucking classic nothing like that it's really enjoyable y'all you guys really need to go watch this and it's just you know it's about a this man has a gambling problem and he does whatever he does crazy shit to make sure he he gets back to that you know we're trying to get all the red he owns a couple people he owns some people a hundred thousand dollars he got some loan sharks on his ass he got some people his family on his ass he has kevin durant um running around like a chicken with his head cut off he has people in his circle that are kind of trying to fuck him honestly trying to screw him and um it's crazy, man. He, the weekend makes an appearance. Um, he's married with a family, but he has that mistress, and we go through that drama with him and his mistress. And um, he's trying to pay back his debt. He's, you know, he's really fucked up financially, um, and you could tell he's been living this lifestyle for a while. That it's just that I guess you know. I think sometimes we all get that rush, especially when we're addicted to something. We get that fucking rush, and you see that, man. You really see a. Um, this story play out and it's it's real interesting man it's real it's real crazy how everything plays out and um man adam sandler uh i know people think he's a you know and he's a great comedian he has his movies and some of them are fucking cheesy as fuck um but this is probably one of the best adam sandler movies i've seen so far and it's it's a it's surrounded about it's it, it's surrounded um around basketball around nba basketball and Man, you guys, I wish I, I don't, I don't want to tell you guys everything that's going on. I think that, uh, you guys definitely have to watch this shit. It's something that you guys are going to really like, and it's a nail-biter. It's fucking stressful. It's really, um, it's really stressful, man. I can't fucking believe it. I just, and the way it ends, man, it's so fucking horrible. It's sad to be honest with you. But then you see like damn if you uh I don't know man, if you really uh you really you live the life that he was living, you're not really shocked at the ending sometimes. And um it's one of those things you just have to watch and I really enjoyed it. Um critically acclaimed, I guess you could say that. I just think it's just the, the Adam Sandler man when he just what he's used to. What we, I think when we stereotype him, we're thinking, you know, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, maybe um, Grown Ups, Adam Sandler. And the last couple movies, his last couple movies have been fucking, I can't even remember them. I think I watched a few minutes of them, but they were fucking horrible. But, man, he really redeems himself. This is one of those roles that, you know, maybe um, we're going to see it. Hopefully we see Adam in a different um a different light it's different um it's a dark movie too y'all it's 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 really dark but it's something that um you know we gotta see what happens i think he was nominated for a few let me see here 
Let me see. I think he's nominated for a few awards here. Don't know if it's going to be, um, let's see. I'm looking at this now. He was nominated for Best Actor at a couple of these um, film festivals, and deservedly so, yo. It's really just, it's, it's awesome. Um, I like the screenplay. I like the, I like the story. Um, there were some circumstances. It was like, but that was tough to watch. But sometimes it's reality, man. It's, 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 um, it's the life you lead. It's a typical story about the life you lead. Um, it, but again, man, it's fucking anxiety and dudes. That shit gave me fucking real anxiety. Um, but you guys definitely have to watch this. Again, make sure y'all check out Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler Legend. Crazy stuff going on. Speaking of um, more crazy stuff, y'all. Let me tell you guys about my fucking New Year's Eve. Um, got this gig right. Shout out to um, the Toe Bars. I got this gig. Wasn't going to do it. I wanted to spend some time with my family. You know, I wanted to roll in the new year with love and positivity, but, you know, sometimes that money talks, and, you know, I got this gig, did it, um, was, I was, um, compensated handsomely, and I rocked it, so, I walk in the building, not gonna lie, man, it was not one of those parties that I'm used to, you know, 100, 100, 150 people, um, Big party, not a big party fucking at all. I think I played for about 20 people, maybe less. And they were not anywhere near my age range at all. I'm thinking they're 40, 45, 50 and over. Real mature, Caucasian crowd, um, which is awesome, you know. They like that old school, they like the boogie, they like country music. It was real fun. So, I'm setting up and I'm, you know, this guy, you know, there's a black guy there. And he's like... Everybody's taking pictures of him. Like, oh, that's cool, you know. Maybe he's just he's a family friend. They haven't seen him in a long time, you know. No big deal. And I start. I heard some lady say he played Barney. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking. I'm thinking, nah, this can't be. And we'll talk about Barney the purple dinosaur. Um, so I, I'm not gonna lie. Googled Barney. Who played Barney? And I'm looking. And this guy named David Joyner. And I look down and I look up. Fuck. That's him. Man, y'all. Barney was in the motherfucking building. At my party that I'm DJing on the east side of Bakersfield, California. Fucking Barney shows up. And I, you know, I get on the mic and I said, yo, is this Barney? And everybody started laughing. I'm like, man, that's tight. You know, shake his hand, take a picture with the guy, and tell you something, man. Real cool cat. Uh, we had a good conversation. He was honestly, I should have gone on the podcast right then and there, but we discussed. We had some talk. We talked all night. Uh, had a couple drinks together. He's gonna be on the podcast eventually. Y'all, his name is David Joyner. Played Barney for ten seasons. He wasn't the voice of Barney. He played Barney. The man underneath the fucking Barney suit was David Joyner. And, man, if you would have told me 20 years ago that I'm going to bring in the year 2020 with fucking Barney, I would have said, you're shitting yourself. What the fuck out of my face? Good God. Good cat, man. Um, Really life of the party. Smart. 
uh, I guess the person who hired me and himself, they went to acting school back in Texas of all places. And I guess she hit him on the text like a couple weeks ago. Hey, if you're in town or you're anywhere near here, um, I'm, having a, I'm having a New Year's Eve party if you want to come by. He said he was in Moore Bay the day before with some family. He said, fuck it. I'm going to drive down to Bakersfield, California and go to this New Year's Eve party. And man, it was really surreal. I couldn't believe it. Um... My brother said it best, Barney's the most loved person next to God and Jesus. Everybody loves Barney. I love Barney. I remember Barney. Barney's my childhood when I was a baby. I was a kid. I remember I was watching fucking Barney. Kids playing the playground. I, I love you. You love me. Let's get yeah, all that shit. I remember that like it was yesterday. And um, crazy stuff, man. Real crazy. Really grateful for the opportunity. Um, there was an MMA fighter there also. He was the one that hired me. Um, Pachuco, I forgot his first name to be honest with you. Shout out to him for having me, man. It was a real, they were dancing all night. That's all I need. As long as you dance, I'm going to keep DJing. Um, that was my New Year's Eve. Brought it in with them. Um, really fortunate, really blessed, um, to keep getting opportunities like that. And I got that opportunity off, uh, the farmer's market where y'all can catch me at every Saturday. Um, but the farmer's market on the east side, right here at the Kaiser Permanente parking lot. Real fucking crazy stuff. Really grateful for the opportunity. And uh, you never know when, you just never know who you're playing for sometimes. Um, everybody treated me really well. Uh, great way to bring it 2020. And again, man, I just couldn't believe it. I fucking kicked it all night with the man who played. Barney, the purple dinosaur, and Barney's a fucking icon, he's recognized everywhere in the world, you know, and he was telling me that he still does casting for Barney, um, he has like a real fucking spiritual attachment to this character, he's really into, you know, he has, he's religious, and he feels like, you know, you're going to impact so many lives and children, you have to be spiritually inclined, and you have to have that, that spirit in you, because you're going to be touching, you know, God's gifts, um, and, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be their childhood also. So hopefully we get David on the podcast. We could tell the story again. Uh, probably it will be the biggest guest I've had so far. He's agreed to it. We just got to find some time to get it right, man. Um, we're we're going to do that. We're going to, I really hope we do that. That'll be a good look for the podcast, man. Uh, just want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Do y'all believe in that? Um, I'm going to tell you something. I don't, I'm not trying to get too deep here, but... I believe time is man-made. Um, time is nothing if you look at it. Life is really, um, it's, a, it's, it's whatever we have after this, doesn't matter what you believe in, spiritually, religiously, something's going to be after this, um, wherever our spirit goes. But I believe all this is man-made. Um, a man, someone just like you and I, determined that, you know, there's 365 days in the calendar year. Um, this is the new year. Um and New Year's resolutions are a big thing. I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram and Twitter uh, talk about their New Year's resolutions. Don't know if I believe in that, y'all, because I'm committed to the grind still. Um, my grind doesn't change from uh, December 31st, 2019 to January 3rd, 2020. My grind is still... Um, my grind is still going to be intact. Um can I do some things, I guess, better, or should I work out a little bit more? Yeah, but I, the, 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 the time doesn't make me want to do that. I want to do that. I'm gonna, I am gonna. got to learn how to do that. I got to really want to, um, there's no time that's going to make me more hungry, more um, 
I don't know, more motivated to go to the gym or eat better or I know what the fuck I got to do and time doesn't time doesn't make me um time doesn't dictate my actions, y'all. Do you guys really and that's just me because again, I think time is all man-made. I think this is all bullshit, honestly. I think it's all a part of the part of the 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 puzzle. It's all part of this agenda-based thing that men created a long time ago and it's it's the way that we're altered. It's the way that we're um, manufactured, I guess you could say. So I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. Um, I guess if I have one, it's to be a better person. Um, well, I'm not I'm not perfect at all. There's things I can always improve on. Um, I want to keep getting better at the things that I'm good at. And um, again, if y'all do have New Year's resolutions, I'm not here to knock you. Do what you do. Yeah, everybody has the right to believe in whatever they want to believe in, and again, I'm nobody to, to um I'm nobody to change your opinion. I'm not anybody to change your lifestyle. Do whatever you feel like is necessary for you to reach your goals. Um, 2019 was a great year for me. Um, one of the hardest years, but yet fulfilling. Uh, a year ago today, I got fired from my job. A year ago today, I was fucking. I was, my back was against the wall, y'all. I only had like $900 to my name. I was asked out. And 500 that's going to my fucking rent um, and my car payment. <coughs> like, I was asked out, man. I was scared like a motherfucker, man. I didn't know what the fuck I was in. I didn't know what was going to happen, honestly. I didn't know if I was in get kicked out of my house. I didn't know if I was going to miss my PG&E bill again. I didn't know if my PG&E was going to get turned off. My PG&E been turned off before. I'm not fucking ashamed to say that. I struggled before in my life, you know? And, um, I, the grind, the, 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 the when you're, when your back's against the wall and your mind state is, uh, you got to eat and you got to make things happen, you could do some crazy shit. You can make things happen. You can will things. I believe it was if you will it and you can see it and you have a, a, a type of plan to fucking execute and you really execute it and you stay on task no matter what life throws at you, you could do it, y'all. And um, 2020 is going to be a great year. Uh, I think we're going to expand on the podcast. We're going to make the DJ business bigger. We're going to, you know, finish. I, I graduated in May 2019, or t- I'm sorry, May 2020. I graduated from Taft College. We're going to keep, we have goals, man. It's about having goals. It doesn't matter if it's 2019, 2020. Just keep reaching your goals, y'all. Keep doing what the fuck you got to do to make it. Doesn't matter. Um, if you if sometimes we're gonna lose sleep, sometimes we're gonna cry, sometimes we're gonna fucking doubt ourselves, but it's okay. Keep pushing, and that's how I maintained this whole year. Was there's no giving up. There's no there's no option. Op- giving up is not an option, especially for me. What the fuck am I gonna? I have too much things riding on this, man. I have too much going on. I have too many people depending on me to be great, and I'm gonna continue to be great. And um. I think that's something that we all need to take in stride. We really just need to remember that, um, you know, we could do almost anything that we we put our mind to. There's examples, there's fucking exceptions. If you're fucking up in life and you don't want to do better, you want to keep fucking just being on some negative shit, you know, you want to get in trouble with the law, yes, certain options are taken off the table. When you're in trouble, there's some options when you're being a piece of shit, when you, um, you don't, um, when you're not focused, when you're not 
doing the right thing, yeah, there's some options that are taken off the table, and you can't do what you want. But when you're doing the right thing, and you know you're putting your best foot forward, and you do it out of love, and you do it out of passion, um, which I that's why I call it passion work, you definitely need to remember you could do almost anything you want. And um, the road's not easy, y'all. If it was easy, everybody would be in your shoes trying to do what you do. And... You just gotta keep pushing, man. And it's gonna be a great year. 2020 was, uh, it's gonna be another building. It's another foundation builder. 2019 was like the bottom of, I hit the bottom of bottoms. Didn't have a job all fucking year, but you know what? I kept pushing. I kept saying, I wanna invest in this DJ thing. Get some money, save up your money. That money I saved, I fucking sent it over to, and my, I invested in my DJ business. And now look, we still we expanding. We going to San Diego in two weeks. We got gigs um, in Lake Tahoe this summer. Pismo. We got things going on. Vegas. We're gonna make things happen, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to put on for that myself, not for my family, but just for everybody who believes in me. I put on because y'all really motivate me, man. And I hope I motivate y'all just to do what it. What does it matter? What the, doesn't matter for what the fuck you want to do in your life. Just do the best you can. Not saying being the best, you know, everybody wants to be number one. I, I agree. I, I agree 100% that if you're not trying to be number one, what the fuck are you doing it for? Yes, but just be the best person you can be, man, and just do what you got to do to make it happen. Um, I'm really uh, trying to take steps like that. I just told, you know, I, I put it out there to the world. I've been 365 days sober. Um, I have my demons up, and... I've been really high. <laughs> I was really fucked up, man. 2018. 2018, I was really fucked up. Um, I was indulging in shit I probably shouldn't have been done indulging in. Um, and things that, you know, I was doing just to not run away, but just because I love the feeling. I love, I love, um, I love that euphoric feeling, man. I, like, I'm a damn, I have an addictive personality. And last year, New Year's Eve, I told myself I'm not going to do that no more. I'm going to get sober. And I have, y'all. And it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. Um, but I had the mind state, if I'm going to do something, I really want to do it. Um, I told myself I was going to get sober, and I got sober. And uh, probably will never be healed completely. I don't know. If, I don't. I think if you go, if you can say no and you have that strong will, let's do it, y'all. Let's rock out. You guys could do it too. If you guys are going through any type of, everybody has an addiction. It doesn't have to be drugs. Doesn't it? Could be shopping. It could be um, just fucking social media thing. It could be um, TV. It could be Netflix. It could be fucking anything that brings pleasure. Um, but you know, if anything, too much of anything is a bad thing in my opinion. So. Y'all could do it, man. That was one thing I wanted to accomplish. And one thing I'm going to accomplish this year, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to stop smoking weed. I love smoking weed. If you guys know us in the last couple episodes of the podcast, they've been really, I've been really blown as fuck. Not going to lie to y'all. Um, really been, um, I like to smoke. I like to take, I have a, I'm looking at this bong right here. Um, I will take a couple tokes out of this bong every time I do a podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's for anxiety. I don't know if it's just to calm me down. Uh, I love. I lo- I've always been accustomed to smoking. I've been smoking weed since I was 16 years old. Um, so that's something I really want to stop doing. I really want to make. I'm making an effort. It's been um, 15 days, and I keep track of that. The last time I smoked weed was on. Let's see here. Was on December 18th. December 18th was the last time I smoked weed. 16th days. I'm on six day 16th. It's midnight now. So I'm trying to stop smoking weed. That's one thing I really want to stop doing. That's one thing I'm really um 
I'm really gonna um I'm gonna probably struggle with, but I'm gonna do it. I know I'm gonna do it. I have it. Um, I think that uh, if you wanna if you wanna stop, you have to start with yourself. You gotta say, and sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and say, Ernie, it's over. You had a good run, my guy. Um, it's really cost efficient too. The pocket. I love saving money. I'm trying to establish. Um, I guess if there's anything I want to do is get better at saving money and that starts with my bad habits and um throwing away my disposable income income i have that you know i could spend on things and i do spend a lot of my money that i do have that it's available to me on weed um just something i really want to stop doing i hope i um succeed so root for me y'all gonna start smoking weed 2020 a little 2020 <laughs> Ernie is going to stop smoking weed. I really want to do that. really would be proud of myself if I could accomplish that goal a whole year without smoking weed. I can't remember the last time I went three months without smoking weed. I know I had my periods where I didn't stop. Um, but I really want to stop smoking weed, y'all. And um, I hope I succeed. I'm going to succeed. And let's see what happens, man. Uh, we're going to do a little segment here this week in wrestling. I really love wrestling. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, this week, WWE, um, during Monday Night Raw, let me just, I'm, just, I'm not looking at anything, I'm just kind of going off memory here. I'm loving the AOP and Seth Rollins, um, I guess, stable they have going on right now. I think it's real strong, and I think it's going to be really um, interesting to see what they how they go about this. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how um, Seth Rollins portrays being that villain that everybody hates. And um, it happens sometimes. I think this is... they. I'm glad WWE pulled um, this card. They didn't do it with Roman Reigns. You know, when Roman Reigns was getting shoved down the throat the last few years, we were we, we knew they would never push him as a heel. And um, so they did it with Seth Rollins, thank God. And I'm really excited to see what they do. He's putting AOP over really swell. I, um, I believe it. I think it's going to be a real... It's gonna be real interesting. Their, their first uh, task is to put over uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, and uh, it's it's gonna be. I, I'm a fan of it. Um, I love Samoa Joe's promo skills. He really makes it feel real. Um, Kevin Owens has been a face, and people love him. And it's gonna be interesting to see that climb, that three on two climb on the mountain, to see if they could um, if they could overcome the circumstances, overcome the numbers. In my opinion, what I think they should do with this, you have to let AOP and Seth Rollins walk over everybody. You have to let them um, demolish everybody in sight. Uh, I would like a little takeover of Raw, to be honest with you. Fuck everybody up. Um, if we had to put a woman in there, we had to get a dominating woman, that's cool too. Fucking dominate the woman's division. Um, cause ruckus, cause hell. And um, take no prisoners, take no names. Just do what you gotta do. Um, and I guess we could go with the storyline of Seth Rollins demanding respect. You're going to respect me or you're going to suffer the consequences. I like that storyline. Um, just a side note, I'm really, really loving Samoa Joe on commentary. I know they're probably going to take him off now that he's back in action. But Samoa Joe was so good on raw commentary. I really felt like he could be a polymonology 
of wrestling. Polymon Knowledge is a great boxing commentator. He's able to bring that insight as a boxer and um, translate to us as a viewer at home. He can make you um, understand what a boxer is going through, how he's been in those shoes before, and he brings credibility to a boxer. And Samoa Joe does the same thing, in my opinion. And I really wanted to see how how that would go. Um, I felt like he was really gaining, um, he has Vic and Jerry King Lawler on his, on the commentary desk. I was really, um, interested in that. I was really trying, um, I, not trying, I was really into it. I felt like he brought that, you know, that credibility. So, they're probably going to take him off, which is fine, but, um, I really love that. Um, things I love right now are raw. I love, um, they have Aleister Black and ben, Buddy Murphy going. They're having these barn burner matches, and it's beautiful, man. I think these guys are really credible guys. I think this is something they just they're just putting them together because there is. I don't know if they have. They don't have another storyline from them, uh, but I would love to see them both get over. I think they really could provide um, some credibility to the roster. They're great at what they do. They're great wrestlers. They're great pro wrestlers. Um, They've been having some great matches. If you guys um, don't know who they are, check them out. Bernie Murphy and Aleister Black. Great fucking matches they're having, man. I really enjoy it. Um, I really enjoy the Viking Raiders. I think they need to get some... I don't know, man. I think they, the, the, the opponents they're having against is... They're, they're not doing it for me. Um, I'm sorry, but the OC, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, they're so boring to me, man. They're played out. I don't think there's anything we could do to get them over. There's nothing really... Um, I can't think of anything to get them over, y'all. Um, they're just not doing it for me. I'm not really a big fan of the OC. AJ Styles, I fucking love. I love the angle with Randy Orton and um, AJ Styles. They played this off. Um, Randy Orton got injured on Saturday at a house show. And um, he was doing this speech like he wasn't going to be back in the ring to WrestleMania. Um, which is a couple months away, but... It was fucking clever how they did this. Uh, and it was a great promo. It was believable. And at the end of the day, Randy Orton told AJ Styles, you're patient. I'm not. And him with an RKO. Perfect. And he came out with crutches. He needed help to get in the ring. He really sold this injury. And he is Randy Orton. I know pronouns. Um, it was really good. A really good promo. And that's good. I hope they, they continue this. I know Royal Rumble's around the uh, corner. I really hope they continue this throughout um, WrestleMania. They could be a really good look for them. And um, I'm excited for that. And uh, WWE right now, um, you could tell they're... And this is... This is what I like right now, and this is where I, I'm a, you know, I'm a fan, and this is where I get fucked up at, I'm really, um, I'm really, uh, how can I say this, I'm skeptical sometimes when I shouldn't be, I used to talk shit about, um, them not trying anything new, um, and man, they're doing something new, they're doing something different, and, um, and I gotta remember that when they weren't doing something new, uh, I was bitching the whole time, and I can't be like that, man, I can't keep, um, saying, oh, they need to do this, oh, they need to do that, and they're not trying anything new, and, Man, y'all, WWE is trying to be think outside the box a little bit, and I appreciate that. And uh, I get it. And we're fuck. I'm a horrible fan sometimes, man. I know sometimes I'm fucking um, 
I'm not appreciative, and that's what's what us. We are some passionate motherfuckers, but we will definitely let you know when we think shit sucks. And you, and honestly, they could. Um, how can I say this? There's no satisfying us. Unfortunately, there's no um, there's no uh, middle ground for us. So I don't know. Uh, I need to do better as a fan. Maybe that is a fucking. Um, maybe that is a fucking. Uh, I guess a New Year's resolution, I need to be more, I need to be more, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, I guess more real, I guess be more positive, so I shouldn't be so down on these guys, Actually, I just need to be more optimistic with the product, and it's um something that uh, I'm, I'm going to try to work on, because I really do enjoy it, um, Andrade, there's some things that, uh, um, I think it just is the way he communicates. He's not the best talker. I love the way he's holding the U.S. title. I love the way he's making it feel special. I love the way that he's making um, himself look legit. I think he had this um, this guy. He did a squash match with a local talent. A typical squash match. Didn't last long. And Ricochet came out. Um, and that was a good match. I felt like um, Ricochet still has something that he doesn't fucking... It's a, just doesn't get over to me yet. I love his athletic ability. I love his persona. I love his character. But there's something not over with him yet. And he could be a fucking star. Um, honestly, let me tell you all the truth. I feel like they probably used him too much. He's been overused. He's oversaturated. And we're getting t- he's more, we're low-key tired of the character. And um, that happens sometimes, you know. And that's just this fucking WWE thing. Um, and let me tell you another fucking thing I hate about WWE. And I know I'm just, I just went back on my resolution. They had this wedding between Lana and Bobby Lashley. I've been building up for weeks now, and fucking horrible, yo. They had this song. They had this wedding, um, and you know they're doing the vows. And the first person that interrupts, I think, when it's that, that that time of the wedding where you say, you know, if you object to this, um, please state your pee or forever hold your peace. If you state your objections or you object to this marriage, how the fuck it goes? I never been married. I don't know. And um, we, they had someone come out. It was Lana's first husband. Another woman come out. It was Bobby Lashley's wife. And they had another person come out. Liv Morgan was uh, was a WWE superstar. And you know she says, "Well, I object because you told me you you know you don't love you know we've been together for so you know we've been together. And how could you do this to me? And we're thinking she's with Bobby. Turns out it's a lesbian angle with Lana and Liv Morgan." <laughs> Which I thought was fucking horrible, man. I thought it was fucking the worst way to go about it. But somehow people love this shit, man. It's on YouTube. It's getting millions of views. Um, and at the end, you see Rusev kind of botched the fucking appearance. He had an appearance um, out the cake. And they had his big ass cake in the ring. And he came out the cake. And um, he, you know, he interrupted. He ruined the, he ruined, he ruined the wedding. And I felt they could do so much more with that, man. Um... Maybe have Liv Morgan and Rusev come out that damn cake somehow, or have Liv Morgan come out and just fucking decimate Lana and Rusev decimate Bobby Lashley and continue the feud, man. Let's build something towards. Let's get it in the ring now. I'm off with soap operas and wrestling, but that's something they could have done. Um, 
I knew Rusev was going to come out somehow, so I wasn't really shocked by it. I thought it was real corny to go the lesbian route. Um, I know it's a different age. I know it's really, and it's accepting. So it's not like it was shocking. Like, that. You know, this happens often. You know, there's, um, this, this is, you know, it's okay to be a lesbian. It's okay to be a gay man in this world. So it's not shocking. It's not like, oh, fuck, you know, that's not right. What the hell are they doing? How could they do that? There's nothing at all with that storyline. So I was really not a fan of that. I really hope they just fucking do away with this. But I think they're so in deep with this storyline, they have to follow through. And uh, let's see what's going to happen, man. I don't know what the end result's going to be. But I'll tell you something. That was the worst storyline of the year for me. There was nothing about that that made me want to watch next week um be honest with you guys i fucking i love my fucking wwe but god it makes me want to stop watching sometimes because this is not catered to me this doesn't make me up this doesn't uh, this doesn't do it for me at all and um just sucks man i just wish that they would have went they, they had there had to be something better than this and i don't know man i just think um we just gotta see what happens and um but stay tuned. I'm gonna, you know what? Another thing, too. We talk a lot of shit about the wrestling product, and good God, we're definitely going to keep watching no matter how much we hate shit. And let me tell you something. The WWE does know that. They know we're always going to watch. We're going to continue watching. There's nothing that's going to stop us from watching. As much as we hate their fucking storylines, they're going to keep us glued in. They're going to keep us tuned in. Um, who had me glued into it this week was the first episode of AEW All Elite Wrestling, y'all. And I, man, loved it. Um, one of my favorite episodes so far. Um, it felt real. It felt um, important. And um, let me just start from the beginning. I, and again, I'm just going off the top of the dome here. I don't remember a lot. Um, I don't remember everything that happened um, segment by segment, so let me just go off a little bit off the fly a little bit, um, really wish my internet was working, I'm good go if I could see what the hell's going on, let me see here, let me just go through, you know, sometimes this damn technology isn't what it's all fucking cooped up to be, unfortunately, let's see here, so let me, um, we gotta start off the top, I'm a big Arn Anderson fan. Don't know if you guys know who Arn Anderson is. One of the greatest um, wrestlers of all time. He was part of the Four Horsemen. Uh, I guess it's that Four Horsemen. Tolly Bratchett, Ole Anderson, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson. That was really on top of the game. He's a legend. Uh, he has his own podcast that I really enjoyed listening to. I think he's a fucking genius. And he just recently got hired by AEW to be the head coach, advisor, Cody Rhodes. And, man, really... Um, from the get-go, they called this Homecoming first episode, this first episode of the year, just like this first episode here with the STS podcast, cheap plug, if you do want the STS shirts, just hit me up, only $15, we got this for y'all, but um, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen. I'm really enjoying Darby Allen's character, at first I was kind of skeptical, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I really thought this motherfucker weighs 150 pounds, How, what damage can he cause in this ring, and um, he put on a good match yesterday, Cody Rhodes is a star, so when you see your stars putting over, um, or getting other guys over, it's a great thing, really like the interaction with him and Arn Anderson as his new manager, he did the, I, I, what I liked was he picked his spots, um, there's some times he was talking with the paper over his mouth that's something a coach would do um towards the end of the bout um darby allen was going to do a moonsault and 
Arn Anderson gets on top of the fucking ring and says, "Put get your knees up." Hits the knees. Uh, you know, gets Darby Allen, puts him in um his uh, finisher. Which I fucking forgot his name, the name. Of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cody. I forgot your finisher's name. One, two, three. The fight's over. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the um the story on that. Um, the rematch. This is a rematch from a couple pay per views ago. Really like Darby Allen. He's growing on me. Um, it looks like he's over with the youngsters also. So definitely um, something I really enjoy. Really hope that um, it goes well for Arn. I hope that Cody um, puts him in a good um, a good spot. I hope this is something they can build on. Um, I'm sorry, it's called the Crossroads. I apologize for that. Um, that's his finisher move. I really enjoyed Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, let me, I just found a fun fact the other day. He has wrestled in five different decades. Fucking imagine that. Dustin Rhodes has wrestled in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, now 2020s. Dustin Rhodes, uh, forming those Goldust. Great, great, um, great match. I thought it was a good story. Uh, Dustin was kicking Sammy's ass for the, almost the duration of this match. And, you know, you got to get heat on your heels. And Jack Jack Hager, who's um you know on ringside for Sammy Guevara, they're part of the inner circle. Um, he hits Dustin with the low blow, gives Sammy the win, and continues the story. I really like that. I really like how they had storybook, um, that storytelling and wrestling. Really enjoyed that. Um, I hope they continue the story. I'm really excited for the eventual Dustin Hager. Or, I'm sorry, Dustin Rhodes and Jack Hager match. Uh, that's going to be real fun. Uh, a lot of fun. It was watching MJF. MJF is a bad motherfucker on the mic, y'all. I really love his character. I love his old school heel promo. It's something that he's outside the box and it's dangerous sometimes. Like, fuck, I can't believe you did this. He's snatching hats off the crowd. People on the crowd. He's kissing women coming on the, to the, coming down the ramp. It's real heel shit. And, you know, he's throwing the, he, he threw, I think he said bullshit a few times in this interview. He's going on the fly, and he's really um, getting across to the people. You could tell he he's really engaged. He really means what he says. He's really um, how do I say this? He's really uh, I'm thinking what's the word here? He believes in his character. He's really um, he's all in on his character. This is the man. He's gonna he is outside of the ring. This is who he's gonna be inside the ring. He's really all in on his character. Um, he cut a promo. I think he he's feeding with Cody right now. So he's telling Cody, "We're gonna wrestle at the pay per view. They're gonna have at the end of February." But there's three only three stipulations that you have to do if you want this match with me. Um, number one is you can't touch me until Revolution, the end of February. Number two. You have to beat Warlord, and that's uh, Warlow, and Warlow is his, um, I guess his manager, his partner, uh, big motherfucker. He looks like he's about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, the promos they have this guy, he's all muscle, he's, he's, a, he's an animal. Um, you have to beat Warlow in the one-on-one steel cage match. And the final stipulation that I really liked, and I know it's controversial, but if Cody wants this belt, he needs to get on all fours, and he needs to get fucking whipped. Ten times by MJF. And man, talk about a public fucking 
you know, it's a public whooping, and that's going to be crazy to see. Don't know when that's going to happen, but, man, to see, that's different, y'all. They're thinking outside the box. They are becoming an alternative of what WWE is doing. I don't think WWE will ever do anything closely, remotely close to that. So I'm really enjoying that. I really love it. Um, I'm all in on MJF. You guys really got to check them out. Um, and you know what? Um, let me tell you something. I bitched about Jim Ross last podcast and I always told him, you know, I'm gonna say he need to retire. I said he needed more prep. And this week was a good week in commentary. Him, Excalibur, and Taz. Taz sounded really good on the commentary team. I uh, don't know exactly what they're gonna do with Taz, but man, we have to make him let's get him engaged in this product somehow. Let's keep him involved. I loved hearing him on commentary. Him and Jim Ross were doing SmackDown years ago, years, years ago. And it was it was awesome to have him back on. It was really it was smooth. It wasn't forced. They had a lot of good lines. Uh, I think Jim Ross said uh, a cool line of, the winners make more money. So your number one objective is to win every fucking match. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I hope they bring Taz in. I do love Tony Schiavone. So I'm not saying let's do a four-man booth. Fuck no. I really I really want a two-man booth, to be honest with you. But um, let's figure out a way to have everybody play a role and... Um, you know, we won't get, we won't forget about them. I don't know how we're gonna do that. Rumor is, don't know how good this rumor is. This from sources I've read online, Taz is supposed to be that commissioner type in the future. That would be really cool. We do need authority figures in wrestling. We've had it forever. It's been like that since the beginning. And just because WWE played that shit out with the McMahons doesn't mean that AEW will play it out. So let's see how it is. And Taz is respectful. Taz is someone we haven't seen on TV in a long time, so that'd be fresh. Really like that. Um. And I really enjoyed the Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks um, versus the Lucha Bros and Pack. Um, I think uh, it's really it's crucial that we get the Bucks and Omega over. Uh, Kenny Omega is probably a top five wrestler in the world right now, y'all. Um, he's supposed to be the superstar that was supposed to lead them. Um, so let's see what happens. Uh, they got a they got a victory after that. Um, we gotta see what happens. I don't not the biggest fan. They're still I'm still trying to find a story that to compel me. I know they're superstars. I know they're best at what they do, but I need a story. They're just wrestling for the fucking sake of wrestling right now, in my opinion. So it's gonna be real interesting to see what happens. Um another thing that's gonna be real fucking interesting is John Moxley um had a great match. He defeated Trent, which I, who I love. Trent is a part of a tag team called the Best Friends, and there's a singles competition, one on one. John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, and um, and WWE. You guys gotta watch this man. I love um the way he comes out. He comes out through the crowd. He um he's a man of the people, and you gotta respect that shit. It's a it is a montage to uh the Shield, who was done who did that the whole time when WWE. Um, right now he's you know he defeated up uh, Trent was a good match but the the promo afterwards was with Chris Jericho and um, he's they're, they're supposed to have a few John Moxley is number one contender and right now for the title and Chris Jericho saying you know what nah man let's be together let, I want you to join my inner circle I want you to join my stable and it's real compelling how they did this man he was offering forty nine percent of his um LLC that's realistic we could believe something like that um he offered up this. Dope ass sports car. 
And he was just telling this is what I want to do. Um, Roxy was saying something like, you know, I respect Chris Jericho. He's always been a mentor, and I'm going to give you all my answer next week. Which I think he fucks he fucks Chris Jericho up, and we take this all the way to Revolution for his tag team for his for his AEW Championship match. I'm really excited about it. I think they really sucked me back in, and they got me back in. Um, they got me back in this AEW. Um, world, they really got me intrigued to watch next week. Um, the weak link of this whole show, and I'm sorry to say this, y'all. Um, I felt like it was the women's division again. I can't get into this women's division. Um, I just can't do it. I don't know why. I'm not going to talk about it. So much I don't like it. Um, but that's my weekend wrestling. I hope you guys really enjoy my analysis of it. Um, sometimes I'm just going to go through it, but I really um. I enjoy wrestling, so I watch a lot of it. So maybe I'm going to incorporate that more. And um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, man, we'll be honest with you guys. It's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm fucking tired. I got to be up at 5.30, take my brother to work. And um, the grind don't stop, man. I hope the grind don't stop for y'all. I hope you guys get everything you guys wish for this year. I hope everything comes together and uh, you strive and you keep winning. That's the only way we're going to get through in this life, man. And... Um, it's going to happen, man. It's going to be a great year for us. It's going to be a great year for everything we get, everything we love, your family, um, your businesses, your jobs. Y'all keep pushing, man. Y'all keep believing because it's going to happen. And um, I appreciate y'all tuning in. This is the STS Podcast. This is episode 34. First episode, season two. Let's get to it. I'm going to try to do 60 this year. That's the goal. The goal is for 60 podcasts this year, and I hope I get it. Let's make it. Let's get to episode 93 by the end of the year. I really hope we get there. I'm going to do my damage to make sure we do it. Uh, follow us on the STS Podcast 661 on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to be in there. We're going to be having a lot of fun this year. Um Make sure you guys hit me up for STS shirt. I'm going to have these STS hoodies coming out pretty soon. And I appreciate all the listeners. Again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, um, anything, anywhere you can find podcasts. I promise you the STS podcast will be there. Look for us. Episode 34. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and we out.